Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. faced with Hades, what are your reactions to the situation? You are in this god's home. I think Candy is just excited daughter to be here at all. Um, I think, you know, obviously she's she's probably been down here a couple of times, but it is usually to drop off souls at the gate as opposed to coming all the way here to, you know, the castle, so to speak. So I really think she has come up and is... Um, just trying to stay bubbly and and light and say, yeah, so, hey, um, we've got kind of a situation that I was hoping to ask maybe a little advice on. And you're kind of the expert on this subject. So is, is that is that OK? Do you have a minute? Oh, I have all the time in the world and you're welcome to ask. Uh, we will see if it falls within my purview. OK, well, we have a situation with Persephone, actually. Uh. You're speaking of my wife. Yeah. I see. Yeah, so I know that there's some contention with, you know, me existing and all of that. And I, I get it. I understand that. I've, um, you know, I can roll with the punches myself. But here's the thing. She tried something today and it almost got a whole lot of innocent people killed. And that's not OK with us. And we were talking with some other people um, and, well... Long story short, I kind of want to see if we can maybe trap her. Hmm. It's not impossible. Gods have been trapped many times. You know what? She won't be in there forever. Yeah, I know. And that's kind of part of the deal, too. As long as we can maybe just get her down for the count for a little while, for enough time for people to you know, take moves of their own and and get situated, then that's enough for us. I feel that you are in partnership with someone and I would want to know who we are working with. Yeah, that's fair. It's, um, it's actually 
rider, the, um, the kind of media god of, of ride sharing. Oh, well, how does anyone keep up with these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. My Book of the Dead is an app. What, what does this being want? Well, he feels a little spited. First, he was really spited at us for not not letting his plan go through to destroy the the central station, you know, to ruin a hub because he wanted people to take his ride shares. But now after some time's gone through and times are changing, he realizes that this might be a beneficial place for him. And the fact that she just almost wholesale slaughtered hundreds of people just to get to me, people that could give him patronage. He, he didn't like that. And frankly, I don't either. And for what it's worth, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what kind of dog owner you are, but she stole your dogs to do it. Turned them into lightning dogs. Yeah. Man. She she took your brother's lightning and mixed them with your dogs and sent them to Earth. At this point, Hades uh, like stands up a little straighter and it's clear that he did not know that this had happened. And he sort of silently absorbs the fact about the dogs and returns to the topic of Ryder. Uh, like visibly stressed, right? These new gods want something and then they don't want something and they're so changeable and short term. So the place this rider god would have torn down is now his mission to save? Yeah, it seems like he thought it was going to kind of take belief or followers away from him. But then once he got the bigger picture, realized that it actually requires people to think about him a lot. Yes. Big picture. Long view is not the strongest suit of these new gods. Yeah, I, I think that was pretty neat of him to see it and, you know, just make a hard change based on new information. It's kind of commendable. Uh, an interesting perspective. All right. Well, I cannot act against... Persephone. Of course. There are agreements in place. And um, I certainly cannot advise you to acquire the adamantium manacles that are kept in our uh, uh, various holding chambers. That would... Um, I, I wouldn't want to tell you about how her her realm, steeped in greenery and foliage, would be repelled by the existence of adamant or even cold iron if that's what you could find these things i would not discuss with you because that would be inappropriate and for the sake of my house i also probably shouldn't leave and and he like pulls a little um whistle from a, a silver chain around his neck and and just like hangs it on a <laughs> little hook on the wall he says uh I will um, come back and get this so that I can comfort the hounds later that were misused. I'm sure <laughs> they would want some sort of recompense for uh, how they were put to work. Um, and don't fear, these hounds cannot be uh, permanently destroyed. It, it would be cruel to destroy them, but they will be returned. If some harm comes to them. Okay. Not that that would matter to you because... No, they just... Yeah, they almost got hurt earlier. It's good to know. Yes. Should you come upon them in the future, do feel free. You should defend yourself. Your existence is paramount. And Aww. the uh, the hounds, while uh, dear to me, are... Uh, they, they will, as... As many uh, beings will, they, they will recover. They will regenerate in, in the worst case scenario. 
Thanks, Dad. That's the nicest thing you ever said to me. I was just imagining that. That like, that, oh, if these dogs attack you, don't let them kill you. It's okay for you to survive is probably the sweetest thing that Hades has ever said to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in his mind, you, you have to imagine that's like an incredibly um, a sentimental uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, moment to, to say like, yeah, yeah, your life is worth more to me than these dogs who can regenerate and not die permanently. <laughs> um, so... Given this incredibly touching, sentimental moment with the uh, god of the underworld, uh, Hades uh, makes his exit and, um, y- you know, makes some sort of excuse about needing to tend to the kennels, which is definitely not something he would do. Actually, as he's as he turns to go, I think she would actually stop him for one more thing. Just, oh, d- dad, dad, I'm sorry. Um, I know that you can't do... All of those things, and I understand, but just as a favor to me, can I ask for something little? You can ask. Uh, so out of character, this is the um, my excuse here for I, I leveled up at the end of the last. Ah, excellent. So, uh, Dad, just being down here and, you know, some ghoul things attacked, and can I have a scythe? Oh, of course. <gasps> Really? I will direct the uh, armory to expect you and be sure to only take the one thing that you want and then leave. Don't pick up anything else. She did wit big winking. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, thank you so much. Love you, Dad. <laughs> All right, he just turns and heads out. Um, <laughs> I, I think your character would probably know where the armory is. There's, um, you know, when you get there, there are a great number of things. Uh, I don't know if uh, how the rest of you are doing in, in this situation. There is armor and weapons and all sorts of um, strange devices and equipment and uh, all manner of things here. Um, what is it? So you're picking up an epic weapon, I take it. I am. With the advancement. Indeed. And I think even just picking up one of these probably normal-ish kind of drab scythes, um, I think she picks it up and color starts to wash over it. And so like the blade looks like the beak of a toucan and um, all down the side, there are bright splashes of green and blue like feathers and stuff. And she's like, okay, okay. So somewhere in the castle, Hades furrows his brow and rolls his eyes and he's not sure why. <laughs> Just uh, a, a force washes over him of um, <laughs> rainbow and glitter. Uh, just because it wasn't said explicitly, I'm, I'll am i go ahead and grab that whistle. Uh-huh. Just so then that way we know that we've grabbed it. Oh, yeah. The whistle that he left hanging on the wall. and, and Yeah, that he, he would explicitly not give us, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been inappropriate of him to give that to mm-hmm. you. Actually, so I think I want to do something here. Kind of two things. Uh-huh. Can I trigger my ascendance? Oh, yes, you can. What does your ascendance move say? So the architecture of reality slides together and everything finally makes sense. Change something about an object, something big or small, but the object will never be the same. Describe how. Alternatively, this can instantly craft an epic item out of nothing. Oh. Uh, So I think I'm going for the instantly craft an epic item out of not exactly out of nothing, but I think walking into this place, I'm just, I am so starstruck with all of the goodies that are in here uh-huh. that, you know, I'm just like, he didn't say anything to me about only taking one thing. <laughs> and I'm just grabbing a whole bunch of this adamantine shit uh-huh. and my turret that I was trying to make that I failed at. And I want to reconfigure that into basically like a 
an adamantine shoulder mounted machine gun. Oh yeah. Like that that is my epic weapon now. Holy shit. Okay. Is is to get this big nasty ranged gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, an epic ranged weapon. That is definitely within your ability to make. And I, I imagine we just see this blur like this flurry of work as you're sort of grabbing things that almost look like spare parts and junk uh and turning it into something exquisite. So you'll just want to check off one use of your ascendance, and then you'll need to pick one of the consequences of wielding that much power. I'm going to take fate's disfavor to sway mortals, because that sounds hilarious to me. Okay, so bad with people. Yeah, I will be forever worse with talking to mortal people. Okay, I like it. And so you have this shoulder-mounted sort of automatic weapon of some kind. Can you give us some kind of reference of what that looks like? The only thing I can think of, sadly, is the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, where he, one of the constructs he makes is he's got like his hands on a couple handles in front of him, and there are a couple big guns on either shoulder. Uh, Or kind of like the thing that Rocket made for Star-Lord. Yeah, more of a gun, more of like yeah. more of like War Machine's shoulder gun, like yeah. a sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to have a picture in my mind because that sounds freaking cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I have enough threads to level up, so can I also do that? Oh yeah, you can. Because then I can take the move signature weapon, so that I can use uh, metal instead of prowess to smite when I use uh, an epic weapon that I've made. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, with a with a small caveat there, but yes, that is uh, a that's a good timing. Yeah, it was just I was I was like, oh, I have this one two punch in the chamber. I should do this right now before we go fight Persephone. I think that um, if this isn't too out of place in this moment, Draven's standing here watching everybody kind of gear up, and he is not really a fighter, but he realizes that we're probably going to be in a situation soon where he has to fight, and so I think he's watching Benny work and. His eyes glow and he channels his own ascendance. Oh, <laughs> and he triggers Benny's move again. My ascendance is bait and switch. Oh, boy. Why would you ever want to be the center of attention? Your ascendance move lets you use someone else's ascendance move in your weave. You can either mimic it and control it yourself or let someone else use theirs on your dime. Wouldn't it be a shame if the wrong person got blamed? And so I think that I use my move. And while Benny is building his gun, he sees something else that he kind of gets inspired by and builds another weapon that I will let him decide that he realizes he doesn't need and throws to me. Okay, that's fun. Uh, Let's see, we got a bow, we got a scythe, we got a machine gun. A holy hand grenade. Yeah, what base are we not covering? Oh my gosh, what about an epic, like, net Uh that can trap people? Yeah, I mean... Hades did mention uh, the advantage that having like adamant manacles of some kind would would be in, uh, helpful. Um, and I mean, if you took that as your epic item, it would be like the thing you could use Dumper off in Tartarus and then you keep your epic item. It's not like you, you have to like throw your item into Tartarus like, OK, bye. I guess the question I want to ask is this metal, is it useful against all gods or just particularly her? Hades... Uh, implied that it was useful, particularly useful against her. But if it's useful against her, it's probably it probably has broader uh, application than that. Okay, yeah. If it if it was a metal that I feel would be useful in the future to have these, and you know, not kind of like a uh, like oh, I've got a silver dagger, but we're only fighting one werewolf. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if it's something that might kind of weaken any uh, demigod or that we might encounter, that's kind of a whole different story. 
Yeah, um, the the uh, adamant is is actually an interesting uh, sort of thing that comes up in a lot of different cultures around the world as this you know sort of the the metal from deep within the earth that is you know uh, only accessible to the divine. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's something that would be universally useful. So. I want to think back on like a lot of the actions that have been taken uh, by like Ryder and what we perceive as Persephone and everything. And I'm trying to determine like, especially Ryder's motivations at the moment. Yeah, definitely. That that sounds like a read the weave roll. Cool. Oh, uh, 11. Oh, and I roll doubles. So that's another thread. Nice. Okay. So from the questions list. Why did this person, and I'm just putting in Ryder's name, why did Ryder want to go after Persephone, truthfully? Okay. Yeah. So in your, you know, peering beyond the veil here, um, you can see that half of what you're doing is right up on the surface, and he genuinely is interested in Central Station and is PO'd at Persephone. So that is definitely part of his motivation and is true. But you're also picking up that there is a, there's another layer to this, and it's not clear what that is. But um, but I can tell you it's uh, you know as far as the sort of mysterious peering into the unknown, um, it's not directly related at um, like flipping on the four of you. Oh, so like he's not going to betray us. In other words, is what you're saying? Yeah, like the missing information is not directly related to him. Like, ah, I'm going to stab you in the back. Gotcha. Um, it's it's more like related to whatever his motivations are. There's just a there's a chunk of that missing from what you've been told. Gotcha. Um, and then I guess secondly, uh, what does this person want with me? Uh, in this case, Ryder. So Ryder wants to well, one expand his influence and his power, and you know taking. Or not, not taking Central Station, but gaining influence over a place of power like that. And it, it has become a place of power because of you four. Gaining that sort of, that place on the map would increase Ryder's power. And Ryder knows that you can provide that and uh, get Persephone out of the interest and, and let Ryder act more freely. Oh, okay. And then um, I guess the last one I should probably ask you is uh when dealing with persephone what will be the most important thing we need to look out for the main thing to watch out for will be her uh the that stated ability to manipulate foliage and life um she is the the other side of the the coin of the reaper right that the circle of life um <laughs> the um person who has such incredible control over um, you know life and fertility and growth and all that can also end growth and end life. And so she will be formidable in the sense that she will pose a, a front, but also possibly make an attempt to simply end a life. So that's, uh, that's what you're able to pick up on while, while all of this uh, sort of construction crafting montage is going on behind you. I imagine we get uh, Candy getting sort of that the heft and swing of that scythe um, you know, figuring out how to use that properly uh, is, is always fun. Uh, awesome. And so with this new knowledge that I have, especially about Persephone and everything, um, I want to tell that to the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. And and let me see if I can argue this point. Would you say that would be 
presenting a new perspective on the matter that this person may be life giving, but it can also take away life as well. I will turn that back to your weave members. It is if that feels like a new perspective for any of you, I I agree that it would be. I think I expected that she was going to try to kill us, but I didn't really occur to me that she would be extremely good at it. Like, you know, I was like, oh, well, yeah, (laughs) we're going to go try and put her in prison. She's a god, so she's going to try to kill us. But it didn't really occur to me that it's like, Uh oh, well, she's also Hades' wife and has equal control over death as life. So, yeah, I feel like that's a new perspective in my book. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Great. Then I'm going to uh, mark that off on my once per session track. Excellent. How many threads does that put you at? Four. Ooh. Oh, so close. Right on the edge. Uh, anyone else close to another advancement? Okay, so then along those lines, I guess, I, sh- I should ask this one. Bringing up the dogs with Hades and using that kind of knowledge to get him to help us out more, is that tricking someone? Like knowing that dogs are a weakness for him and, and kind of playing that dog card when he was kind of like ambivalent before about how he could help us? Yeah, I think so. It did seem like that made a difference to him and and that it, you know, at least made him more enthusiastic about, well, quote, not helping. But um, right. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think that qualifies. Okay, that also puts me at four still. (laughs) Nice. Let's go to Elysium, I guess. Oh, that's right. She's there, isn't she? Mm hmm. Yeah, she's, you know, so we go back to the fork and then I think Elysium was on the left. Yeah. Remind me, Elwyn, which uh, celestial moves did you take? I took Eclipse, Fight Smarter, and Tracker. Uh, Yeah, I thought you might have Tracker. Um, This would be an excellent time if you wanted to try to get a sense of of where she is. I was going to do it once we got to Elysium, though. Ah. Uh, So I didn't know, like, where we were at. That's up to you guys. Shall we jump cut? Yeah, I mean, if if we're going to be able to get back, you know, getting here was kind of tough. Things are after us, but if we're able to get back without things attacking us, then... Uh, Yeah, it does seem traveling through back to the fork where things split off from, you know, the realm of Hades to Elysium. um, It does seem like you're able to just sort of casually move through the realm at this point. Maybe it's because you're carrying the whistle. Maybe it's because you're carrying a bunch of stuff from Hades' armory. Um, or maybe some sort of blessing is on you, or you just aw- arrived at a weird time and everyone was upset. But um, <laughs> but all the ghouls are on are on lunch break right yeah. now. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean you see them wandering around, bothering tortured souls and whatnot, but they just don't even look as you look up as you go by. Yeah, I think once we get to the um, the the sort of crossroads, I definitely want to try to engage my. Uh, tracking ability. What does it look like when uh, Elwyn is trying to find a, a trail? Uh, I think what it is, is it uh, becomes like that stillness of the world and things that would seem hidden start to not glow, but like the the vision of it becomes clear. Uh, colors become more vibrant, almost like I'm, you know, not tripping on acid or anything, but <laughs> but like tripping on acid where the colors become more vibrant and then like the motion of of the air and everything can be seen of the particular individual or whatever it is that I'm tracking. Ah. And that's why I'm so good at like finding like 
animals and everything whenever I'm going hunting is I can I can see their tracks, but I can also see almost like the movement of the air that they leave behind. Oh, cool. As they're moving through space. I love it. Um, all right. Let's let's roll plus judgment. All right. Well, <laughs> great thing is that it is not a failure. <laughs> it is a seven. Uh, however, I also got doubles, so that puts me at five. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shipping with every copy of Demigods, a tiny air horn. Yes. Right. That'd be awesome. That's a lie. I'm not going to oh, provide that. Please oh. don't write me angry letters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I want to pick up the power one shot. Oh. When attacking someone you have found guilty of a morally repugnant crime, you don't miss. Curve the bullet, bank your arrow, whatever it takes, roll to smite your enemies, but treat a six minus as a seven and nine result. Nice. If you have an epic ranged weapon, which I do, you may choose to restrain the target instead of dealing harm. Nice. Wow. Do you feel like Persephone is guilty of a morally repugnant crime? She did try to kill a bunch of people in this particular, in our station. So yeah, I'd say that's pretty morally repugnant. I agree 100%. And uh, I don't know if it works on a god, but I do have my what has been as well that I could try to get it out of her straight from the horse's mouth if needed. Oh, yeah. Again, I don't I don't know if it ha- works on a goddess, but I'm going to try. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it's it's always worth a shot. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. OK, so I got a seven on my tracker. Roll 2d6 plus judgment when you divine someone's movements through signs and portents. If you have something important to the quarry, take a plus one to your roll. On a 10 plus, you see into the near future and know where they'll be in an hour. On a seven and nine, you know where they are right now and where they've been recently. On a six minus, you get a vague idea of where they've been recently, but it'll take some old fashioned legwork to find out more. And if I had an animal companion, which I do not, uh, then I could let the animal companion do the tracking while I'm, like, doing something else. Okay, so that 7 to 9 tells you that Persephone is uh, has been working in her garden, right? So she has an estate, like a, not quite like a castle like what Hades has, but has a, a great big, you know, sort of garden estate Um with, uh, you know, just excessive uh, amounts of foliage and uh, fauna running around. It seems to you, like, the impression you get from, you know, looking at the movement of the wind and the where the stars are positioned, it seems like she is just cluelessly working away at her estate, just busy working on things and talking to animals and, you know, just kind of carrying out whatever it is she does at the at the estate. Gotcha. I'll let the guys know. Um, oh. I know the area. I... I mean, I can get us there, but I'm not exactly sneaky. Uh, I kind of stand out. Guys, I I think I could possibly get her under wraps, and then as soon as that happens, we could probably get those manacles on her. Yeah. I mean, if it's a matter of sneaking, maybe you and I should go in as the first shot, and if we can subdue her, and then you can talk to her if you want. Yeah, no problem. I think we're, we're set. We've pretty well equipped for this, guys. I think we can do this. So, so uh, let us sneak in. Yeah, we're going to sneak in. Sneaky sneak. Okay. So you make your way around the estate. Elwyn, you have a real clear idea uh, con- continuously of where 
uh, Persephone is working around the estate. So it's pretty easy to approach and enter the estate from kind of like an opposite point. You uh, make it into the estate. There are, you know, lots of little critters running around. Um, the the estate has, you know, like non-predator animals, right? So there's a lot of deer and bunnies and birds and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, as far as what you've seen so far, you, know, you make it through the hedge and um, and you're in a, a wide rolling green lawn. Okay. Uh, I want to keep my eye out, see if I see any kind of traps, tricks, or foliage that might give away uh, my position as I'm making my way in. I mean, I can give you for free, the, um, the and especially with your uh, judgment of three. I mean, you, you're very aware of your surroundings. Um, the, uh, the foliage around you is certainly alive and more alive than it would be in a, a park in the mortal realm. Right. Um, but it's essentially asleep. Right. And it's not going to wake up on its own. So, so it would need somebody to, uh, to wake it up and direct it to do something. But basically everything around you could be woken up in that regard. Uh, that, that beautiful buck with the, like ridiculously sharp antlers, uh, could, certainly be brought around as a threat. The grass at your feet could could start, you know, grabbing at your feet. Um, but as of right now, it seems like either Persephone doesn't know that you're there or doesn't care and is, is fine with you visiting. Okay. But uh, Candy, you would know, it's much more likely if Persephone knew you were there, she would like come right over and say, oh, hey, why are, why are you here? Or welcome or something, right? Not, not just like let people wander around. Sure. Yeah, that's you, you still have a clear idea of where she is. She's overworking in this other part of the garden. And um, you all can, can move through the estate. You could go up to the house. You could um, do all kinds of stuff here. Um, I'm going to actually uh, move further into the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get my chameleon cloak ready uh, in case I need it. And I'm going to yell Persephone. And then immediately engage my my invisibility. <laughs> okay, I like that. What are the rest of you doing? I mean, I was sneaking along beside him, so at him suddenly yelling and then going invisible, I am teleporting away. Like, <laughs> and so I appear back by the other two. Uh, where were you two? Did I mean? Did we all go up to the house together when um, when Elwyn was heading that way? Uh, I mean, I, we were all, we got close to like the edge of the estate i think but we did not go in with them right so we are probably i don't know is there like a a big gate around the entire place or anything um uh, only ornamentally right it's it's not really like a yeah keep people out kind of gate but so probably there like where it felt like where it feels like her uh zone that she might wander through ends like we'd probably stay right on the outside of that so probably right outside that ornamental fence sure we're treating her like a, a wow mob boss. Yeah, yeah, watching for the pathing. Um, <laughs> it's an important task. Okay, so what that means is we have Elwyn cloaked uh, by himself in the manor, having uh, called out for Persephone. Uh, the three of you are out in the garden, it sounds like. Uh, just outside of the garden, I think. Yeah. Okay, and... Um, the uh, it's also worth noting, mostly for Elwyn, since you're actually in the house. But um, Draven, you were in there for a minute. The house, uh, you know, looks like it was 
the the like wood planks and and you know just the materials that the house is made of, you realize that it looks like it was grown into place, right? It was you know having this tree grow into this shape and all these things sort of fit together in a, in a very sort of like yeah. Euro Western style um, home, but uh, grown from green materials. So I think when I appear, I'd be like, "Hey, remember that whole thing? How she can like control plant life and stuff?" Yeah, yeah. Did you see that big mansion, that house? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's all grown stuff. Uh oh. And he's inside of it. Uh oh. Yep. And he just yelled, didn't he? Yeah. Thought I heard that. That's all right. Maybe. I mean, he's probably trying to get her out of the garden, which is a good a good plan it's a shame that the house is a tree (laughs) so we should be prepared yeah to breach yeah all right can i fly herman in into the house uh into the garden to see if she's going inside oh like to get a high up view yes yeah yeah let's do um let's just do a a loose metal roll because that doesn't really seem like read the weave to me but uh we'll just do a little custom move uh 10 Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you get a great view, uh, and you see her. She's you know, up and alert and, and walking back to the house. Uh, doesn't seem to be in any sort of great urgent, uh, you know, she's not hurrying, but she's making her way back to the house, and uh, doesn't seem like she's noticed Herman. I assume Herman is fairly quiet and not like a lawnmower of a drone. No, um, yeah, Herman, <laughs> Herman runs very quiet. Herman's electric. Yeah. Uh, that's good. So, um, yeah, you've got a good bird's eye view of uh, her approaching the house. Um, And likewise, Elwyn, you could see, you know, from your vantage point, I'm not sure exactly where in the house you wanted to situate yourself. Uh, I think, is there like an upstairs type of unit or anything? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's there's like the big, you know, sort of balcony staircase that uh, goes up to where all the rooms would be. Okay. I mean, this is like a borderline palace, you know. Gotcha. I would have, uh, I have would have at least tried to uh, position myself maybe somewhere up top so I got a, an eagle's eye advantage. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay, great. Then, yeah, you see at the same time as Herman watches her, you know, walk into the front doors, which just sort of move aside for her. And uh, she comes into the house and just starts saying, well, I, I wasn't expecting guests. Who's, who's here, please? And she is in... Um, these flowing, you know, like sort of like the ancient Greek white robe. It's not a toga, but this like flowing white garment that for somebody who's been working in the garden all day, it doesn't look dirty at all, but uh, is uh, barefoot and has flowers in her hair and is um, looking around trying to figure out who's in her house. I would like to shoot her with my bow. Uh-huh. And I want to use one shot. Okay. Uh, so that way I could restrain her. Okay. Let's roll some dice. All right. And I guess if you don't care about doing damage, we almost don't even need to roll. You, you wanted to use the restrain feature? Yeah. I mean, you could decide after you roll, but the main reason to roll at this point would be to uh, see how much harm you're going to do. I don't really want to harm her. I just want to restrain her enough that she hopefully won't hurt us. <laughs> Okay, um, you take aim at this person who you have found guilty of, you know, endangering the lives of at least a hundred people, and uh, for no reason other than spite. And what is it that you fire out of your? You, you have a bow, right? Uh, correct. Um, yeah. So, what an outside viewer would see would be like uh, a hand just kind of 
sticking its way out of invisibility, the bow producing itself, and then just another hand coming up, pulling the string, and this sort of energy arrow comes out and it looks like he's about to fire it at her first Mm. but then like he aims up and he fires it ricochets all over the place causing like a distraction slash disorientation and then eventually it will hit her but it won't like hit her in a way of harm it almost like the magic that it is splashes over her into almost a, a net or a cage of like sparkling magic. Ah, I love it. Cool. Um, what do the rest of you do? Uh, I mean, I'm still watching with Herman. So do I see this happen? Yep. Yeah, I think it's a, a pretty bright, uh, showy effect that you'd be able to see from uh, out front. Then I'm just going to be like, oh, shit, it's popping off. We need to get in there immediately. Yeah, I'll sprint towards the door. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hold for a moment and just kind of wait. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to make my way toward the door as quickly as possible, too. Okay, great. So, Elwyn, Candy, and Benny, as as you're approaching the um, kind of foyer of this building, she had left the big doors open behind her when she came in. Um, the three of you see, you, you, you start to see why... Um, one demigod would would not be enough to go toe-to-toe with a, a goddess like this. Um, she is distracted and surprised by the arrow. The arrow hits, and she's trapped. Um, but she's um, picking up the, the... She's, like, holding the energy of the net as she's trapped there, still standing, but, you know, stuck where she is. And um, she's uh, breathing on it, and this, like, pure energy just starts to grow um, like lichen on it or moss and it wherever the moss spreads out it's starting to become the magic itself becomes brittle and she is very slowly making her way uh, through that but she is stuck where she is right now okay I'm just gonna kind of sprint in and um, skid to a stop hello stepmother ah candy I have you to thank for this new garment? Um, kind of. Look, I don't want to be here, but I have kind of a question for you. Did you send dad's dogs to try to kill me? No. Did you send dad's dogs to try to kill a bunch of innocent people in that building? None of those people would have died. You were there to save them. Oh, I want to look her as just focused as I can and try to invoke what has been. Okay. And just to read this one again, um, I roll 2d6 plus judgment to determine someone's guilt on a specific matter or their deepest regret. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, That's a five. At this point, uh, enough of the net is is like you know, moldering and falling apart that it's like her head can fit through it comfortably. And she, she sort of like stretches and straightens her shoulders as she, now she's just kind of like waiting for the net to eat itself. But she looks you right in the eye and says, daughter, I think you're asking the wrong question. The question is why has Hades allowed that allowed you to believe that mortal woman was your mother this whole time? Um, (laughs) she's literally just looking back and forth at the others and thinking. So I'm going to give you a choice. 
of um, it is entirely possible that the information she is challenging you with or revealing, if it's true, could be worth two harm that ignores armor because this is sort of a, you know, pretty phenomenal uh, event that's happening to you. Um, alternatively, it may leave you reeling and you'll have fate's disfavor on your next roll. Uh, or one of your gifts will go dead for just a, not even the whole scene, just for, you know, a moment. Uh, I think I'm going to go disfavor. I think this is really Mm -hmm. discombobulating. Like it, it really hit her in a confusing way. And so she's going to have trouble working through that. Yeah. And, um, Draven, I should, I should just give you this for free. I mean, this, this like misdirection from her is just so blatant and wild and powerful that you as a trickster are just like, wow, what? Like this, <laughs> um, and you're not even sure whether she's lying or not, but the, the skill with which this was delivered is, uh, like almost like you were in caught in a blast, right? It's, it's just stunning that either she's been sitting on this to reveal it at the right time or just told the most amazing lie you've ever heard. Whatever it is, your your trickster senses are tingling. Um, I think in response to that, I reach into my pocket and pull out the little orb and throw it at her hands that she is holding up to pull her way out of the net. Just like, uh-huh. oh, you're something else, aren't you? And Huck. Okay. I think what we're going to do is roll Smite Your Enemies. Smite Your Enemies, it is uh, optional whether you want to exchange harm, uh, but it also has the option of, uh, you know, take something or... Right. But we can interpret that as, like, restrain someone. Well, the good news is I've leveled up. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I got double ones. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. I think um, appropriate for Snake Eyes, um, the, uh, the bobble launches in... She turns to see it as it's coming, and um, she just, you know, instinctively lifts up her hands. Uh, They wrap around her wrists, and then her arms turn into serpents and go through the manacles the rest of the way, and she is now currently growing new arms. And the serpents are um, making their way out of the front door towards you, um, Draven, and they're they're going to be very interested to have a conversation with you. It looks like. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, let's check in with Benny. Benny, what's going on? I want to address Persephone. Uh huh. All right. So you're saying that you're Candy's real mom? Yeah. I thought that was obvious at this point. Why? Why is that an excuse for trying to kill a whole bunch of people? I wasn't trying to kill them. I was trying to show you all what you are capable of. So. I get what you're saying, and it's good that it worked out, but it still seems like a dick move to put all those people in that kind of danger just to maybe prove a point. I mean, all those people, it was just a handful of mortals. I don't know what the, I don't know why you're so wound up about this. Okay. See, this is, this is, see, this is the problem. It's a blatant disregard for the sanctity of life from the life goddess. She says, I, life is easy to come by. It's simple to replicate and replace. A few mortals. What difference does that make to anyone? Did you know any of them? Were they your friends? I don't think so. There is no way in anybody's hell that you're my mom. And I just want to sprint forward and swing the scythe at her. Oh, boy. Okay. The, uh, do you have fate's disfavor? 
I sure do. Okay. Um, so this can only end well. Uh, you get to roll three dice and take the worst two uh, out of the result. I'm super excited about this. Excellent. And here we go. Oh, sorry. Now, before you roll, if you like, one of the functions of having threads is that you can spend a thread to buy fate's favor, or in this case, like, eliminate the disfavor. So you you could spend a thread before you roll. Superb. I just leveled up, so I have none. (laughs) Oh, dang. Okay. (laughs) So this is going to be really something. That's a, just a dead six. Whew, okay. For I have zero prowess. So uh, six plus uh, a zero prowess, is that the total there? That is correct. Okay. Now, one thing we can invoke here is the opportunity to help out. Uh, if anyone would like to provide aid, you'll roll plus the number of tangles your character has with candy. And any hit will get candy into the 7 to 9 range. Uh, and if you get a 10 plus, there's even more. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could start laying down suppressing fire <laughs> to distract Persephone as she rushes in. Yeah, uh, I think that's totally reasonable. All right. Double ones. Oh, no. Oh, my this is incredible. God. Wow, I don't think we could even do like a provide aid to boost that roll. <laughs> What's your... T- well, no, you would need like a plus four tangles with candy which i don't think you have yeah no it's it's a grand total of a three i have one tangle with candy. okay um the one with only one too okay so for um for draven and elwin um elwin you would either need to break cover to help or draven you're gonna need to ignore the snakes that are coming at you to be able to provide aid uh but you're both welcome to try or uh i could ascend Oh, yes, you could. Which I'm going to do. And my ascendance is called Oracle. The stars align as every strand spools out before you. Step calmly through mayhem, predicting every twitch and gust of wind to set things back on the course you've determined is correct. All this has happened before and will happen again. But this time, you're in control. Excellent. Sick. So what has been adjusted? Um, so I guess basically what I want to say is like, however, it is that um, uh, uh, Candy is either miss swinging or uh, she trips or whatever like that because she failed or whatever. I want to make sure that her attack goes true and she gets the swing off. Yeah, I think she is able to step around the vines that were grabbing at her legs, and we're going to throw off the whole attack. Okay. And, um, yeah, so Candy, you you actually remember this situation a little differently now. Um, as um, you're stepping through and you nimbly avoid these, you know, uh, uh, vines shooting out to grab your legs. Um, because, of course, you would have avoided those. And you um, lean in to uh, deliver that uh, that strike with your scythe. Um, and similarly, uh, I think we should say that that Benny's covering fire has certainly had an effect here as well. Benny, the um, machine that you're setting up to, you know, this this um, shoulder mounted weapon that you have, you realize right before you were firing the component that uh, was about to fall loose in the uh, in the device 
you're able to just like pop that right back into place and <laughs> Perfect, uh, yeah. start firing. And uh, the suppressing fire is distracting. It chops up some of the vines that are going after Candy. And uh, Candy herself is able to swing in and slash with that scythe. An epic weapon deals four harm, which is uh, quite a lot. While we're at it, uh, I think what we're going to say is, so normally that would be an exchange harm, but with Persephone being as, as tied up and, and uh, occupied as she is, she's not able to return harm in this case. So okay. you slash in for four harm. And Elwyn, is there is there anything else that needs adjustment in this moment? Uh, absolutely. I think for some reason, those snakes that are going after Draven, somehow they cross over each other and oh yeah, they end up tangling in each other's own sort of slithering. Yeah, you should never cross the streams. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their their magic is uh is bound, unbound and wild, and when they leave direct contact with Persephone. They um, are are twisted and confused, and eventually just turn back into a long knotted, you know, two branches twisted around each other that just sort of rolls into the corner of the room. And Persephone is still working on growing arms back, so you know, that's, <laughs> they're they're coming along. I don't know if this is more or less creepy, but from her, you know, I mean, she seems like a flesh and blood person. But her arms, as they're growing, look more like um, like Groot's arms, right? Like they, oh, yeah. uh, they look like branches growing out of her body. And then as they grow and, and solidify, the, the semblance of flesh returns to them uh, while they're growing. So I think we're just back around to the spotlight has been reset. She will have arms soon. Uh, you know, perhaps maybe at the next six minus uh, <laughs> as a, just as a signpost. Um, I think that as those snakes kind of get tangled in themselves and they're no longer in my path, uh, I'm going to run in and kind of duck to the side of her and take a swipe at her. I'm not really trying to hit her. I'm just trying to see what she's got on or see if maybe I can get something from her that might help us. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're going to do smite your enemies, but not use the exchange harm option. I am. Uh, and because my level up move that I took is, what's that over there? <laughs> you may use awe instead of prowess to smite your enemies, but you can't choose exchange harm if you do. Right. Nice. <laughs> uh, that would be a 14. Oh Boom! My. And doubles. Okay. So oh, unfortunately, doubles. that roll is too high. It's gone around the bend to uh, to being a bad yeah, roll. It's, yeah, it's back to uh, a two. <laughs> That, that's that's awesome. Uh, what is it you, did you do to distract her? Um, I think that as I go towards her, uh, I have my hand in my pocket with the cigarette case inside of it. And as it seems like I'm getting ready to check into her, I tap it and just appear behind her ah. so that she braces for that impact that doesn't come. Yeah. And she's completely leaning the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to you, you get to pick from the other three options there. But um, for free, you have recovered your uh, adamant manacle pokeball. Oh, good. Um, that that like you you bumped into her and it was sort of loose in the netting, you know, because like it had her arms had disappeared and it was just kind of loose in there. Um, but as your hand brushed it, it folded itself back up into a you know, like a racquetball-sized uh, sphere okay. and, and like, leapt into the palm of your hand of, like, oh, thank God, I'm home. Um, but uh, what other options did you want to pick? 
Uh, I'm going to take something from your enemy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make an opening for an ally. Uh, so I think that will be for Candy since she is up here swinging on her mom. Uh-huh. Possibly mom. And can I actually pick that twice? Uh, for a different person, yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to pick that for... Gosh. No, you know what? That's not true. I'm going to take an advantage for myself. Draven is a... Sure. Advantage for himself over more points for the team kind of person. Okay, so you have an advantageous position in that she's still off balance as far as your regard. Um, yeah, that maybe she doesn't realize I'm behind her now. Right, and you gave the plus one to Candy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Candy, you'll have a plus one. Actually, to like, it doesn't have to be smite your enemies, right? You, you have a plus one to dealing with Persephone on your next roll. So that's that's how that works. Yeah, and then the last one is uh, take something from the enemy. Oh, yeah. What, what do you want to take? I guess I just kind of want to see what she's got in her pockets is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she carries anything. Um, yes, she does. She has probably the easiest thing to grab would be the, the circlet. Or it's not really a tiara because it goes all the way around. But it is, uh, you know, sort of a golden circlet that sits on top of the all the flowers in her hair. Um, it's not totally clear if it's just fancy it is clear that it's not gold it's actually oracalco oh um and this is a ridiculously valuable like for her to just be wearing this around is so gaudy um well gaudy as well as gaudy (laughs) nailed it (laughs) um so at the very least this is an incredibly valuable um headband (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it's that, and it goes into his little pocket dimension uh, before the the uh, next thing for him happens. <laughs> okay, I love it. And it is kind of a reflexive move of I grab something and slide it into the hand with the uh, open pocket dimension as I go. Sure. Let's um just do a custom weird roll real quick, and there's no hard move associated with this, so um, let's just check and see your sensitivity. Uh, seven. Okay. Um, yeah, as you transfer that into your pocket dimension, you definitely can feel the, the vibrations of magical energy coming off of this thing. It is imbued with some sort of specific enchantment of some kind. Okay, good. Maybe this will cut her off from it. Uh, I'm just curious if I have any sense from my experience so far, if I had any chance of stunning her with what will be. I I almost, me as a player, feel like no, that I just think of the, the this pantheon as not particularly sorry for anything they've ever done. Yeah, um, even if it could work against some supernatural beings, it, it's probably not potent enough versus a goddess. Fair. So, yeah, I mean, in that case, I'm just going to try to hit her again. Okay. I just want to bring her to the ground. And that was, uh, what did I get from you? A plus one? Yes. Or was it advantage or just a plus one? Yeah. Okay. Plus one. That's an eight. Okay, so you get to pick one thing from Smite Your Enemies, which is probably um, exchange harm. Although I will tell you, before you decide, she will be able to fight back a little bit at this point. So that'll be your choice if you want to do that. Okay, uh, I think what I actually want to pick here is make an opening, uh, plus one forward to an ally. So as I'm hitting her, I want to almost just like hit her with the top of the scythe, not the bladed end, to send her reeling Yeah. Um, so that maybe she kind of goes akimbo and someone has a chance to lock her down. Yeah, she um, she tips back and um, the netting that was mostly just around her waist at this point, as she falls, it just, she's, you know, retangled in all this mess. A lot of it is... 
you know, moldering faster and faster, and, and she's going to try to break out of this magic net pretty soon. But um, yeah, you you knock her down, and uh, who do you want to uh, give that a, a plus one to? Uh, you know, at this point, now that I think she's much more exposed, I want to give it to Draven, since I know he has the manacles back now. Aha, uh-huh. Okay. Let's circle back around before we get to Draven. I want to check in with uh, Elwyn and Benny. What uh, what are you two up to? Uh, is there any way that I could possibly trap her again with my one shot? Or is it just because it's called one shot? That's it. <laughs> um, I don't see any reason not to. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing that says you can't try that again. Okay, uh, I definitely want to then. Uh, so, yeah, we see the, the arrow. Uh, but instead of bouncing around this time... Before you do that, as you, have, as you start to draw, mm-hmm. can I take the arrow and modify it? Oh, yeah. Um, you're... I think um, Elwyn's up on the balcony, right? That's true. Yeah. 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 So I think if if we have Benny, you know, rush up there and and grab this this energy arrow as it's produced, what what do you do to it? Um, I mean, I wanna I wanna tinker with it. I wanna pull out some of my tools and basically add a couple of components to it so that it'll do some extra effects. Oh, that sounds great. I like that. That I like that. This is what was going on while Draven and I were kind of doing this back and forth. That Benny has been hauling ass up the stairs and grabbing <laughs> an arrow. And yeah, yeah, this is great. Are you using your crafty move? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, so that is a ten. Oh wow! Two features and a bug. Just two features. Ah, okay, great. So, because I have watched him fire this arrow and it be restraining, so I am going to add on that it is harmful. Hmm. Uh, and that it is distracting to try and aid this window to get the manacles on her. Okay. Oh my god. Can I throw out a suggestion on how it is distracting? Sure. If you run up to the top and grab the dog whistle from him and attach it so that it whistles as it fires, and the dogs <laughs> the dogs appear, and that is what is damaging and distracting is these hounds appearing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yep, it's a yeah. it's a dog whistle arrow now. So yeah, I just grab <laughs> oh this energy god. arrow and the dog whistle, and it's hardly even tinkering now. It's just some tape. <laughs> and I was like, here, take that. Use it that way. And I'll I'll definitely put it in my uh in the I'll knock the arrow and I will fire it right at her. Let's let's roll your smite your enemies this time just to see how the uh, how extreme a success it is. Oh, oh no. uh, yeah, well boy. I'd say it's pretty darn because that's a fourteen. Oh my. Well, as we stated before, that's too high. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're going to actually be able to exchange harm and restrain. She can't really do harm back to you right now because you all have done a pretty good job of trapping her down. So yeah, you deal the four harm of your epic weapon. She's now taken eight. For the record, gods get more harm boxes than you do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, what else do you want to pick from the Smite Your Enemies list? Elwin? I forgot about that. Oh. You get uh, two more things off of that. Uh, make an opening, so plus one four to an ally who follows your lead. And I'll give that to Draven, so then that way he can <laughs> just put those manacles on her. And then I get three of these, you said? Y- yeah, well, one of them is exchange harm. Oh, right, yes. And then... um. Take something from your enemy because it'd be kind of cool. So as the arrow hits her, the the magic of it like dissipates, but the the almost the physical body of the arrow just like continues through and catches on something. Ah, and a ghost arrow takes it away from her. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think it um it passes through and pins what she would call her gardening gloves, but are these like um you know spun golden fabric uh, gloves. 
as it passes through her. It, they were they were tucked into her belt, takes those from her and, and pins them to the ground. Okay. Okay, that was awesome. I think also that uh, Benny and Elwin, I think you both were incredibly epic just then. I, you should take a thread <laughs> for that. That that was a terrific uh, team move. <laughs> that was pretty dope. Yeah. Nice. We like team-ups. Yay. <laughs> so I'm going to shoot my lasers at your shield, Draven. Uh-huh. And you... <laughs> but uh, I think, did, did, were we going to have Draven get in there with the... Uh, the manacle sphere again? Yeah. What should I uh, roll to try to drop this? How much do these bonuses stack? Um, well, you can only have up to plus four of of any kind of uh, any total. So your bonuses plus your attribute. Okay. Um, it, it'll max out at plus four. So okay. Um, your prowess, and then I think you have two plus ones coming in. Is that? I have two external ones and one that I gave myself. Uh, yeah, so you get to roll uh, smite your enemies with a plus three. Okay, and I'm rolling smite my enemies with... Um, oh, with awe. Yeah, with awe, so I will roll it with a plus four, so... Oh, yeah, okay. Here's hoping for not snake eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you won't get snake eyes. Oh, handy. Yeah, 12. Nah, nice. Okay, so the manacles um, flip through, and there's actually a little bit of a confusing flurry of what's happening there's this netting. There's there's a there's a bunch of stuff going on. Dogs. <laughs> yeah, she's she's also like she tried to do the like fake arms thing again, right? But the manacles just like clank 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 clank. Um, they they reach through all of this like explosion of foliage that she's trying to put up as cover for herself. But that foliage, and this is also, you know, I mean, we should just picture this. This entryway is complete havoc and mayhem, right? The, the <laughs> walls are, are shooting branches out and vines are coming down to try and grab at you. And you're, you know, in the midst of doing all this stuff. It's just constant motion and, and attack and defense. And as the arrow comes whistling down, the four hounds are, are called. And in their proper natural form... They're breathing smoke and fire out of their out of their mouths, and they're chomping through, you know, burning the foliage and in, in you know one of the things that foliage is particularly vulnerable to, and um, they are rushing around to try to protect the four of you as much as they can, and the manacles slam through all of this foliage, clamp onto her actual wrists, and the magic around her just drops like a curtain, and. The branches, the leaves, the vines, all of it just slumps to the floor. And she's left standing there in her gown and still very much herself. But you can almost feel the amount of magic that is bound into her uh, and not able to get out. It's, it's like standing very near a forge fire. But she's standing there watching the four of you with... Uh, admiration really and she says this is the daughter i can be proud of wait 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 so am i really your daughter why would i lie about that huh i'll have to think on that hey are you hungry because i have some humble pie i just made (laughs) oh and it's down in tartarus so let's go take a walk and have a bite disappointing after all (laughs) um yeah i think we can uh, narrate some at this point what, what do you all want to have happen you're in complete control of the scene at this point well i think that since we summoned the dogs and everything they could be our ride to wherever we need to go in this case so yes. 
Mm-hmm. I, I assume they know the way to Tartarus. Yeah, there's a, a just a crack in the world between Hades' realm and Elysium. You can find that entrance very easily. Um, it's just a great big open canyon that apparently whoever goes in there is stuck in there. On the way there, Persephone is continuing to make comments like, you know, I won't be in there forever. And, and she goes back and forth between like, Threats, but also impressed. <laughs> yeah. at, at least, at least I was taken down by somebody who, you know, I can respect. The four of you working together. Although I hope I don't catch any of you individually, or you will know my wrath one day. <laughs> <laughs> She's, you know, uh, alternating back and forth with that. But you reach the the mouth of the, the pit of Tartarus. Are, are we are we tossing her in? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I've been tinkering on the way here. Uh, I think. And when we get there, I produce uh, a Game Boy Color (laughs) to Persephone. And I'm like, it's got a nuclear battery, so that'll last for however long you're in here. I have no idea what this is. I it's, okay. Thank you. And then one, two, three. Yeet. <laughs> I, yeah, I think she's halfway through the thank you, and I just boot. Yeah, <laughs> sort of a, a Spartan kick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And bye. I, love and you, as mom. she falls, I'm like, once you get out, make sure to bring me back those manacles and have freaking dinner with your daughter. Yeah. Um, the manacles I got covered. As she falls back, she sort of uh, you know dissipates and you know becomes mostly just a spirit. And the manacles clank onto the the edge of the canyon for, and, and then like fold themselves back up and roll towards Draven. The end. Um, Persephone is vanquished to the pits of Tartarus for now. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Dog I did squad. It. I mean, we did. <laughs> um, well, that's demigods. So uh, thanks, guys. I hope you had as much fun as I did. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so absolutely. Is this where we give a little stand by me montage of what each of us is doing after the fact? <laughs> oh yeah, we have to, right? Let's let's uh, let's do the follow up. Uh, Candy is for sure leaning back into this stuff, social media wise. Uh, I think she's gotten a ton of hits on all of this. Like, wow, your production value is great. Like what other little short videos are you going to come up with? And so (laughs) everything that she does that has to do with this realm, um, she is posting about and trying to get the guys in on it. Um, so yeah, it's just a whole, like, that's her brand now is, oh, what's the zany God stuff she's doing? Ha ha ha. Cool. I think Elwyn, having seen his uh, precious central station come under attack, decides that he's going to be the the the, the guardian of central station and uh, and the areas thereabout. And so you hear tell of like arrows being left as calling cards for criminals who are pinned to the ground and other things like that. People who who need help uh, uh, can always count on. The guardian of Central Station. Yeah, sort of like the, the Batman of Central Station. <laughs> or the Green Arrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> guardian Angel is probably more appropriate for the, uh, the theme. <laughs> right. I love it. Uh, I think Benny is doing a lot of the repairs on Central Station. It was pretty devastated. So he has helped fix what was there and is adding some like security measures like installing a kind of a quick deploying mesh uh. underneath the glass so that if it were to crack again, this this barrier would go out to stop it from falling and like adding uh side literally just moving sidewalks oh, so sure. that people could get the hell out more quickly like <laughs> something in the floor that will that will uh-huh. treadmill people out if something happens yeah i like that so is benny um kind of a more 
more public face of Central Station at this point? I mean, if he's if he's running around helping out with all these projects, he must be pretty well known. Well, I'm I'm curious because like you've talked about, mortals mm-hmm. only see what they want to see. And so I wonder if he is just kind of still somehow unnoticed. Yeah, well, that's that's up to you. It, it sounds like there were some practical, you know, uh, mortal upgrades that you were making as well. But um, but yeah, if you want to be that invisible figure behind the scenes who only only the spirits know, uh, that's totally doable as well. Yeah, I, I feel like he's not even hiding, but for some reason, nobody notices. Like whether that is, again, an influence of the station preserving itself and protecting him mm-hmm. in return, or whether it's just that people are too busy with their day to day lives to look up. Nobody really notices that he's the one there doing this. Uh, I love that. That's cool. Draven. I think that Draven is like the camera cuts to Draven in his house and he's in a high backed chair and it like the camera is showing the top of the chair and as it pans down, he's wearing this gold circle (laughs) and it gets lower and you see that his hands are up and he's wearing these gold gardening gloves. (laughs) And as it gets lower, you see all this plant life growing out from the floorboards in his apartment. (laughs) Like he's testing all this stuff to see what it does. I love it. That's awesome. I love all of that. Thanks, everybody, for uh, playing Demigods with me. Yeah, thank you thank for you. making yeah, it. Yes. It was really fun. Yeah, this is just such a fun game. We were you know, talking about this again, that it's rare to find like playbooks and classes and archetypes and stuff in a game where we have to think long and hard about what selections are we going to make in this. And we all had to do that. You know, so every one of these playbooks is ridiculously fun and interesting um yeah this was a real pleasure it's also like you know we're mainly used to playing monster of the week this is like the opposite wherein it's it's not punishing at all because you're a god like even if things don't go great they still go pretty okay because you're part god so like you know i i just i rolled poorly a lot but i still feel powerful playing this game like i get the sense of like well i am still spectacular yeah I love to hear that. That was that's something I really tried to get into the game was that that big feeling. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jason. Uh, again, uh, around the table, I am Rev. I'm Tass. I'm Teej. I'm Jake. Uh, you can find us at the dot com. And more importantly, you can find Demigods at Demigods dot com. Demigods is a fast-paced take on mythology, pulling from any pantheon or belief system you can imagine. Plot the arc of your ascension to godhood while you battle mythological creatures and villains in a modern world. Using the Powered by the Apocalypse game system, Demigods brings mythology to life in the style of American Gods, Good Omens, and the Percy Jackson series. Demigods by Jason Mills is available on Kickstarter until August 8th. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
have you done? Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.